Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung founded and serves as senior pastor to Life Church, a multi-campus church in Auckland, New Zealand and Melbourne, Australia. Paul is also an author of several books and hosts a television program, Life TV. And now, Paul DeYoung will discuss how everyone can live in their sweet spot by discovering the way they were created and designed. He will help you truly understand that you are God's masterpiece and that you can live the life God has planned for you. Let's dive into the message. It's so great to have you joining us here on Life TV today. And I'm excited. Here we are in one of the iconic theatres in Auckland, where over many, many years, there have been incredible concerts, symphonies that have come together, really expressing so many different parts working together, each one having an incredible role. Which brings us to our series where we are going to be looking at and addressing how we can live in our sweet spot. Literally, all of us can discover the way we were created and designed. You know, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says this, we are God's masterpiece. I'm amazed by that. It's taken me years to really accept that God sees me as one of his masterpieces. In fact, it goes on to say, I can do the good things that he has planned for me a long time ago. I think that feeling of finding your slot is such an important issue in life. In fact, I get to travel all over the world and people are the same. No matter where they were brought up, everyone is looking for answers. Everybody is asking these kind of questions and maybe even today you feel like this. I wonder what I'm gonna do with my life. I wanna discover the why to the what. And I think a part of freedom really comes out of this feeling of accepting and discovering that you were designed. Even in the early years of my life as a little boy, I always found myself trying to fit in with someone else. In fact, in the early years of school, I still remember when we were learning how to write. That's how far back I can remember. I was watching how other people wrote and I was trying to copy the way they did it until I discovered I have to write the way I write. In fact, there's a great thought when you think about living your sweet spot and the fact that you are designed. It's this thought, except that you were created you and I was created me. In fact, if you go to the Old Testament, Moses, one of the main characters, an amazing guy who did an amazing thing, but he started his life in a time where the Israelites were captive by the Egyptians. But the Egyptians knew and saw the Israelites were prospering even under hard labor. So they decided they'd kill all of the boys. Whenever there was an Israelite woman who had a son, they would kill the son to keep in control their strength. Well, Moses' mother didn't want him to die and so she hid him in a little basket in the river Nile. 
One of the Egyptian princesses came down to bathe, heard the baby crying, and a long story short, Moses ended up 40 years living as an Egyptian. At the end of that, he created things that caused a lot of chaos in that he killed one of the Egyptians that was abusing an Israelite. It's an amazing thing that sometimes in life, we don't get the start we expect and we actually end up living something we're not. Do you know what? God wants you to discover who you are, the fact that you're designed and you can live the way He's designed you to live. When we accept our design, something shifts on the inside of who we are. We discover we have gifts and skills, talents that will help us live out our sweet spot and we can live fulfilled and we can live embracing the part of the symphony that God has created for us to be. I love the fact that I'm designed and created. Do you know someone who feels he's doing exactly what God has designed him to do is Dave. Let's have a listen to his story. I was born and grew up in Masterton. Um, I've got one sister. Um, Mum and Dad are actually English. They um, came out to New Zealand after the war. I grew up in a very um, traditional Anglican church. It seemed, um, one, illogical, and, and two, irrelevant to my life as I was growing up. It didn't make sense and it had no impact on me, so it was a challenging time, I guess. I think when I joined the army, there was a sense of freedom because I was away from home um, and I could do what I wanted to do within the bounds of what the army would let me. And I was very much aware that I was in control of my life now. So I spent pretty much the next 20 odd years, uh, it was 22 years in total, um, in the army as, as a soldier, living my life the way I thought was best. And I thought I was doing a reasonable job. If we, if we sort of jump forward to um, 2000, uh, we were living in the Wairapa, bought a lifestyle block. I mean, I was, I was 39, I was successful. We owned a lifestyle block. Um, we had a couple of great children who were 13 and 11, I think, at the time. And I became dissatisfied with the army and was given the opportunity to get out and go and work for a company called JNL. Anyway, I woke up Thursday morning feeling pretty crook. Um, rang and work and said I wasn't coming in. And um, made an appointment to see the doctor. She goes, oh. Next minute she's on the phone ringing another doctor saying, you've got to come and have a look at this. This is the biggest appendix I've ever seen that hasn't burst. And you know, at the time I thought, oh, that was lucky and just carried on. But, but looking back, you know, I think God was having a bit of a prod at me. About six weeks after that, I realised there was a lump in the side of my neck. And he said, look, David, there's no easy way to tell you this, but you have cancer. By the time I started treatment, um, I had tumours in both armpits. I had tumours in, in both sides of my neck and they just referred to the mass in my chest. Often with lymphoma, they'll operate and remove them, but they couldn't because there were just too many. So for me, um, I went through three months of chemotherapy. You know, all these things that the doctors told me would happen um, never happened. And, and to say God in His grace um, let me walk through that period is, is an understatement. And you know, it was, it was little things like that that started me questioning, you know, what is going on here? You know, I'm feeling far too good to be, <laughs> you know, I've got cancer, but I'm feeling really good. God had his hand in the middle of this the whole time, just that I didn't see it at the time. As I was going through that, all these things started to happen and, and I just had this desire to go back to church. And, and one thing led to another and um, 
more and more people in the church um, were, were encouraging me to do things. Um, I got involved with the prayer ministry team and, and started to see some amazing things happen. You know, healings happening that I could only describe as miraculous. Uh, the vicar said to me, you know, I really think that God is calling you to be ordained as a priest. And now I'm posted to um, Papakura military camp as the chaplain there. And um, I have that most wonderful feeling that God has me right where he wants me. It's amazing how I've gone this complete circle. And, and, and I think the wonderful thing about that is that, that God doesn't waste anything. You know, all those experiences, the good and the bad, because believe me, I've sat on both sides of the fence and I understand that. But what it's done is it's given me this toolbox of experiences that I can share with people um, in, in this amazing ministry that I'm involved with now because I've been there and I've done a lot of the things that they are doing and uh, can, can share my experiences with them and, and give them encouragement to get through those times. So um, I feel incredibly blessed. What an encouraging story. And I think it highlights that it's the journey that prepares us for our destination. You know, we're looking at living our sweet spot and the fact that we are all designed. Even when you travel into less fortunate places in the world, one of the things that you discover is that many of those that have lived that are free to be themselves. They've discovered that they were created to be them and I was created to be me. Yet in the Western world, sometimes we can get so complex because it's all about the things we do rather than our uniqueness being the center of helping us define that fact that we were created that way. When you accept that you've been designed, you know that there's something ahead of you that's so much more interesting and more powerful than you've even experienced to date. In fact, in Genesis 1.1, I, I like going back to the beginning of the Bible the Bible says, in the beginning, God created. And I'd encourage you just to stop and think about that for a moment, that God is a creator, God is a designer. Things don't happen just by chance. In fact, in verse 27 of the same chapter, the Bible says God created human beings in His image. And in His image, God created them. He created them male and female, and He bless them. He said, multiply. He said, the thing that I've created is indeed very good. If we've been designed by God, then we've all got supernatural spiritual gifts, abilities, personalities, passions, and there are places we can be incredibly productive. But our challenge is not to try and be someone else. Marie and I, having raised three incredible boys that are all married now, I've often thought about the fact that they were all so different. And in those early years of parenting, it was really a trap for us to try and make them be like each other because we didn't realize their difference. God did, we didn't. We had to learn to give them the space to be who they are. Jeremiah chapter one and verse four, again in the Old Testament, this is what Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me and this is what God said to me, before I even formed you in the womb, Jeremiah, I knew you and I ordained you to be a prophet. Now that was for Jeremiah, but all of us have been designed by God. In fact, Job says this, God, your hands have shaped me and made me. What an incredible thought, just to take a moment today and go, God, I've been designed by you. 
Therefore, if I live your design for me, I'm gonna find that sweet spot. Another thing about discovering your sweet spot is that we've got to understand we were designed to be, not just to do. In other words, our value doesn't come from things. In fact, I reckon if we live our lives based on just what we have or don't have, we're gonna live with emptiness. I'm sure you've heard of Albert Einstein. This is what he said, which is remarkably profound. He says, not everything that can be counted counts and not everything that counts can be counted. What he means by that is it's not the things that make you who you are, it's who you are in the design that God's made you to be. In fact, there are many testimonies of some of the world's richest people. Howard Hughes was one. And if you read into his life, he was never happy. In fact, many people said he lived a half lunatic life. In fact, he went on to say that every man has a price or a guy like me couldn't exist. In other words, his whole life was about things. Now I've discovered this. People were created to be loved and things were created to be used. I think the reason our world is so often in chaos and even our own lives is because things are being loved and people are being used. Let me close out the segment with Benjamin Franklin. He's one of the founding fathers of the US. In fact, his face is on the US $100 bill. Listen to what he said. Things or money never made a man happy, nor will it. There is nothing in its nature to produce happiness. In fact, he said, the more a person has, the more he wants. Instead of it filling a vacuum, it creates one. If it satisfies one want, it doubles or triples the want another way. You know, we were designed by God. Things are not our value. It's the fact that we're designed, live the design, we live in our sweet spot. We have the privilege of having a guy called Chris serve us as a volunteer at life. He's an awesome guy who would do anything, anytime for anyone. But that never used to be the case. Let's have a listen to Chris and his story. I was raised in two large families. My mum had 14 children. At the age of six, I lost my older sister. And then two weeks before my 10th birthday, I lost my mum. Growing up out in the country, we lived on a settlement. My auntie and uncle, who ended up becoming my mum and dad later on in life, um, they raised me on the marae. We were caretakers for the marae. Everything we did, we worked to live. And I mean we worked to live. We were way out in the country where the nearest township was 80 kilometres away. And when I was 18, my foster mum passed away. There's something happened when I was a little kid that made me realise that there was a God out there that was so real that when I became an adult and I encountered God for myself, I so enjoyed the journey. He even told, turned my whole view of life around. I ended up marrying my wife. I proposed to her at the beginning of the month. At the end of the month, we got married. That's how um, real God made marriage to me. He had a huge impact on my life back then. And then I walked away from him and became a stumbling block in my life for 13 years. Not only did I walk away from the church, I walked away from God and that was my biggest crush in my heart. That was my biggest pain. It was my biggest hurt in my life. 
because I'd walked away from the greatest thing that I'd ever come to know. And there was so much hurt and so much pain in me over it that I found it really, really hard to even stand in the same room when someone was praying to God that I would walk out. The first couple of years, it was quite a breeze. It was really easy for me to go from walking with God to walking in the world. Year after me working down here, my wife decided she would come down here to see what it is that's made me change into the ugly person I'd become. And in the space of two weeks, she saw it all. She saw me just go to work, come home, drink, party, get stained, get wasted, get ugly, and then get up the next day and go to work. That was the cycle I was caught up in. And it was really, really hard to break free from. My poor wife put up with it for quite a long time. And, and then one day she just had enough. She said to me that either I go or she goes. And if she goes, she takes the kids. One day she asked me if I'd go to church with her. And I was like, oh no, here we go. I knew this was gonna happen. I said, if it's all right with you, I'd rather not. She said, okay, and she went to church. Then the following week, she would ask me again. So I finally said yes, and I went to church with them. And I sat in the building, and I could feel that whole environment that I had once felt 13 years before. And then one day on my way to church, I stopped in the middle of the road, and I realized what was happening with me. Here was the turning point in my life. And I said, Lord, this is what you want for my life, then okay, I will make a stand for you. But I, mean, I need you to help me because this isn't easy for me. So if I make a stand, give me the strength never to turn away again. It was eight years ago, and I've loved it ever since. You know, having been a part of the team, I've met so many people, and people that are just so real, just, so friendly and so they really do want to build a, a, a relationship, a family bond relationship with you. Brothers and sisters and God walking side by side, you know, just serving the King of Kings. That for me, that is a really sweet spot to be in. We're talking about living life in the sweet spot. The fact that all of us have been designed and when you accept that God's created you, something shifts on the inside. In other words, we then discover that we're not about things. Things are great, but they don't provide the base for our value. The other thing that I'd like to talk about today is that all of us find that sweet spot living when you live an eternal purpose. In fact, when you discover that your relationship with Jesus is what unlocks who you are, it becomes the center of everything. Rick Warren, a famous American pastor, said this, you discover your identity and purpose when you discover a relationship with Jesus. In fact, the purpose of every one of our lives, he goes on to say, fits into a much larger purpose that God has designed for all of eternity. And I must admit, I agree with that. I think when you find what you were designed to do, there's an echo that you realize you're making for something beyond yourself. In fact, eternity 
is going to have the sound of so many lives of people just like you and me that discovered we were designed by God, created to make that level of difference. And that's where life takes on a full meaning. Even the Apostle Paul, he said, you know, this is the reason why I bow my knees. It's because of the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses, as I mentioned at the start of today, you know, he didn't have the start that he expected to have. 40 years, he was in another country acting like somebody he wasn't. In fact, after those 40 years, he spent another 40 years in the wilderness running from people. And it wasn't until he was 80 that he had an encounter with God that was personal. Christianity is like that. It's not a religion. It's where you and I can encounter the Creator ourselves. And the byproduct is that we discover we're designed. We were created for a challenge. We were created to do something that has an eternal echo. You know, Dave, as we saw today, is clearly working in a place of freedom. He's found his sweet spot, but he had to go through some things to get there but his relationship with Jesus turned everything around. Even Chris, he's been through so much in his life, but because he's able to part with his way of coping and he invited God into the center, helped him rediscover his design, his purpose, his sweet spot. Today, I encourage you, ask the question, have I accepted that I'm designed, that my value will never come from things, and that I can live in eternal purpose. God is one breath away from us. Open your heart to Him to be the center of your life and you'll begin to discover how to live your sweet spot. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Paul DeYoung, Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.